to the podcast hosted by timecam.com on how to stay on top of your work. Productivity is a big deal. Who doesn't want to be productive, right? But sometimes it comes with a price. Not always, of course. But it might happen that we will get lost in all the tips and hacks and tools and great pieces of advice on how to do more, how to do better, how to be better. And this is where we should go back to the very basic question. What is productivity? Today I'm talking with amazing Adam Moody, the founder of Productivity Academy. He has a really interesting story to share, so don't go anywhere and keep listening. With Adam, we try to find the answer to the question, what is productivity? And he takes a very practical approach and talks about how you can use productivity to build foundation that lets you achieve everything you want. Listen to this episode to learn more. By the way, there are some stuff from Adam in the show notes on Timecamp's blog, so make sure to check it out and learn more about Adam and how to be productive. I am Kate, your host, and this is the Hint of Your Work Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Stay on Top of Your Work podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Kate. Happy to be here and looking forward to talking to you about productivity. It is obviously one of my favorite topics. <laughs> Amazing. That's great. Adam, I think everybody has a very interesting story and I love you to share your story, your career, how it happened that you are in the place that you are. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. And as I was just talking to you before we went live, you know, I've never really shared this um, on a podcast before. So this is going to be fun for me. And also, hopefully, uh, interesting to yourself as well as the listeners. But um, I won't go all the way back to being born. I'll, I'll skip a few years and uh, come up. And um, I think things for me really started I, uh, after uh, high school and before I went to college, I joined the Marine Corps. I uh, did that for several years and I went, that helped me with kind of the basics as far as, uh, I guess the right word is motivation or self-motivating yourself and getting uh, procrastination a little bit out of my system, at least as far as seeing the results of, okay, if I take action, here's the results I'm going to get. Uh, uh, but then getting out of the Marine Corps and going back to school and saying, okay, well, action is great, but there's also some like longer term planning uh, needed in my life and as far as what gets me results. So after that, I went back to college. Um, I went in uh, and did a lot with physics and optics and eventually became an engineer. And the funny part to me is I became a process engineer. I worked with laser systems and uh, all of this cool stuff and looking at processes and how we can make them better, how we can make them more efficient. And I look back now after starting my own business and I was like, oh man, I could have done so much better because I was just out of school, just learning um, all of that. But that really helped me get uh, a start in as far as, oh, this is how important processes are in business. They give you real results. Having a solid process is worth, um, I mean, it's invaluable basically. So anyways, I did that, uh, found out that, uh, you know, being an engineer for a company, uh, wasn't what I really wanted to do and ended up uh, leaving that and starting my own business uh, my own business with some partners at the time. I'd been doing some consulting work and had met a few guys when we started uh, a local digital marketing training group. Uh, it's called Semantic Mastery. We're still in business, um, do some great training. And that then put the crunch on me to realize, well, okay, I thought I understood systems. I thought I understood processes. 
but I really needed to take it up a notch. I was now working with partners. Uh, we were building something. And so I put in a lot of time as far as um, investing time in tools, uh, looking at different apps, you know, what could we use? And over time found out that, of course, it's not really the apps or the tools. It's you need a solid foundation and more of a framework. And then the apps tie into that and help you do all of this cool stuff. So that is where I feel like I really realized, okay, having this foundation, having that framework, and I started building that. And then uh, moving forward with the businesses and working with partners, that's where a lot of team building came in. And that's certainly an area where I'm still learning. We have teams, we have VAs, we have full-time employees. Uh, but I think that that's more of a lifelong thing that I'm going to uh, be working on and learning about and then helping other people understand, hey, how can I create my own solid foundation? How can I build a framework that lets me use any of these um, awesome tools that are out there for time management or productivity or team building or anything like that? So Amazing. Um, I have so many <laughs> questions I want to ask. You. Let's go back to your service at Marine Corps. Um, uh -huh. What have you learned during that time that helps you now in your work? Is there something specific or maybe it was just like, you know, just some kind of experience that didn't really impact your work and life? Definitely, definitely. Oh, it impacted me. That's for sure. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. I look back and, and I stayed in for, I did five years and got out because that wasn't what I wanted to do um, long term. Uh, but I look back on it and I, I really did learn a lot. And there's so many that I could say, but I think one of them that I already kind of touched on was um, taking action because I'm still to this day the type of person um, who w wants to gather a lot of information. I want to look at things. I want to do some measuring. I want to make sure. And then, but I tend to do that too much. And I think that being able to just stop and say, okay, I have 80% of the information. I'm going to make the best, uh, you know, best uh, guess that I can, and I'm going to take action. And then I'm going to course correct as I go. And I think being in the Marine Corps that really helped me instill that in me. I think sometimes they go a little bit too far as far as like take action now and then figure it out later. Uh, but I've also talked to a lot of entrepreneurs that operate that way, uh, that, you know, they take action and then they iterate based off of that. And I think that you can do that so long as you have a team to support you. Uh, that's also just helping you with planning and processes and things like that, because it can't always just be action without knowing what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think what, you, what you're doing, what you're talking about is very practical And mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting point of view in terms of productivity. So how would you define productivity? I think it's a very important basic question that many of us don't even ask ourselves because we are surrounded with all those things about how to be productive, how to be better. But what is exactly that productivity? Good question. And, you know, I think I'll take a step back and say to me, Uh, this is a little, I have my own definition, and this, uh, this is a little bit of uh, an escape from the question, but I'd say that it almost doesn't matter what I think productivity is. To me, it's more what is it that you want, or what are the results you're looking to get, and would being more productive, as you define it, give you those results? And if it does, great, use productivity. Um, I know some people either love it or some people hate the term. They say, you know, productivity is BS. It's not real or time management doesn't work. You need to manage yourself. And I say, that's great. I don't care what the name is. It's what gets you those results. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, of course, definitely. And as you said, some people love it. Other people hate it. That's <laughs> mm -hmm. so true. So why do you think we need that productivity, no matter how we define it? Why is it important? Sure, definitely. I think that there's uh, several, and I, I, uh, I'll speak from what I've seen in my own businesses, my partners, and people I've worked with. 
And a lot of it is, again, to, to reach your goals, whatever that is. And if you can define what it is you want for myself, I don't want to work eight hours in an office. Uh, that's one of my life goals right? is just to not do that. I've achieved that. And now there's more goals. Uh, but that's something I want to do. I don't believe that I need to work eight hours a day in order to get done what I need to get done. Um, and so I think that for a lot of people, it's maybe even define. I realize that's really simple, but defining something like that will then help you kind of put into put into view what you want to do and then how you can then attack that. So. Yeah, and you know, one of my guests was Steve Robbins, and he was talking about the bad versus good productivity. Mm. So what I think about is... <laughs> I love this. I actually heard uh, part of this. This is good. And so I'm thinking about this, and, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but something I always talk about is productive procrastination. Yeah. Uh, and I'm uh, guilty of that too, where it's like, well, I was really productive today. I did the laundry. I cleaned up my office. I rearranged my bookshelf. It's like, okay, I did actually nothing that gets me closer to the actual goals and projects I'm working on, but I felt productive. Right. So we, yeah. I think we all have this problem with that bad kind of productivity. Do you think there are any other problems with bad kind of productivity? I also think about, um, you know, what comes to my mind is that we are so surrounded with that productivity things everywhere that we get overwhelmed by it. And sometimes yeah. you want to do so much, but we're actually doing nothing. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that that's a good point. And I would say that it's not always bad. Like I, one, I need to organize myself. I need to pick up after myself. I need to do the laundry. And so I think you can use that as a good break. For an example, might be like using the Pomodoro technique and saying, I am going to use these other things to get my mind off of uh, whatever I'm really focused on. And it's things that need to be done. You know, we're real people. Um, I don't, if you can delegate all that stuff away, that's great. If you can either do it, you have time for it, or you can afford to have someone else do it. But at the end of the day, there's still little things we have to get done. So I think we still fit that in, and it gives our brain a little bit of a rest. Uh, and I see that the the rest of this, that, and as far as making yourself focus on what you want to focus on, it is, again, kind of circling back to what is it that your goals are? Um, you know, what is it that you're doing all of this for and regularly reminding yourself? For The way I do that is with my daily review and sitting down every day. And the very first thing I do is look through and say, okay, what are my actual goals for the 90 days that I'm working on before I do anything else so that I remind myself, ah, okay, like everything else needs to follow this, right? My projects I'm working on need to do this. The tasks need to support the projects that then support those goals. Um, and so I find that that's really helpful as well as for everyone else just to remind yourself so you just get in that mindset. So then you're like, hmm, I could do the laundry and I'd feel like I'm being productive Or I could write this email to a client that needs to get sent out today and would help bring up the revenue, which is one of my goals. Which one should I do? And then the answer should be pretty clear. Exactly. So that brings me to the question, how does your typical workday look like? Oh, man, I'm all over the place. I should bring up my calendar. Um, but yeah, I, I say all over the place because I leave uh, flex time in there, which is something that I, I know some people do, but I really enjoy having those blocks and I've assigned about two, uh, three hour blocks a week where I have just, I can do whatever. Um, if the client work comes up, that's great. If it's extra work for a business, that's fine. If I want to go read a book or take a walk, I do that. Uh, but in general, just to, to put it into a little bit of more of a real framework of how I try to organize my days is getting up and go for a walk. I'm a huge, uh, believer in exercise. I think, you know, whether you're want to get out a lot or a little bit, but just starting your day with some sort of movement, And I'm lucky enough to live somewhere that it's warm now and I can go out and walk around. So I go out with my wife and we just do a 10 or 15 minute walk. 
And then I'll come in and sit down and do some admin uh, for about an hour. And I heard a really great way that I haven't implemented yet. And I really want to do this. Um, and I forgive me, I can't remember what podcast I heard it on, but the guest was talking about how they do an admin sandwich. So they have an hour of admin at the beginning of the day, then they do their focus time. And then they always know at the end of the day, they're going to need 30 minutes to an hour of admin to close out to make sure that everything's done and that um, their team is ready for the next day. So I really like that, but I'm working on that. Uh, I've got the first part with the admin. And then generally after that, I'll do a few hours of really focused work. Uh, and then beyond that, the afternoons, I generally kind of alternate. I do uh, calls as well as any uh, work that is either important or needs to be caught up on. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you how, how you manage your time. You kind of partially answered that question, but let's elaborate. How do you do that? Yeah, definitely. It's a work in progress again. And I think part of it is having, like I've talked about the daily review and then expanding on that to a weekly review. And something I do every week is saying, well, what's given me the best results over the past week and how can I get more of those? <clears throat> Excuse me. And what is something I can automate, delegate, or delete? Um, and there's a couple other questions I go through, but those have to do with time management as far as what's working for me and what's not. So my actual time management techniques change a little bit over time. You know, maybe I read a book, somebody's got a great idea, I'll pull that in and give it a shot. Um, so as an example, one of the things I'm doing right now, obviously the listeners won't be able to do, see this, but I've got this little cube from uh, Time Mueller. Yeah, this, yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. yeah this thing is great. It looks great. Yeah, and just to explain to everyone what it is, it's a little, I'm going to get, let's see, one, two, three, octahedron, a um, little eight-sided looking kind of a dice, and you can uh, assign tasks or ideas to each side, and as you lay it different ways on your table, it automatically tracks how much time you're spending on that, on that whatever you've assigned it to. And I thought, this is neat. I just want to test it. I'd love to tell people about it. Uh, and so I went in and I was at the time reading the book clockwork. Um, and I can't ever remember his last name. It's Michael. And it starts with an M. He also wrote uh, profit first, but he talks about using, <clears throat> excuse me, the four D's in your business. And that is, uh, doing deciding, delegating and designing. And I thought this is a really neat framework to see how you're, uh, spending your time in your business and kind of doing a health check on your business well, hey, wait a sec, what if I combine those? And this isn't mind-blowing, uh, mind but I said, well, I'm going to put this on the Time Mueller cube and you know, make his idea into kind of a physical reality. Uh, and so I've been doing that for a couple of weeks and, and it's working out pretty well. And now I need to go back and every week I look at the Time Mueller report and say, okay, am I doing things in like the percentages I wanted to do? Uh, and I found that that's a good way instead of going back and trying to write down like every 30 minutes and doing... Um, uh, time tracking manually, right? Which I'm sure right. obviously so, is a hard thing I to do. I actually want to ask you, is this time you are actually working? Because I, I've been wondering about it in comparison to a typical time tracking software like Timecom, for example. Yeah. Does it work? Yeah, it, for me, it does so far, um, but it's like any tool, right? It needs to fit the person. For me, I spend a lot of time in a home office, so it's handy. I think on the road, um, they do have a mobile app, so it'd be neat, but I'm prone. If it's not readily in front of me and in the front of my mind, I'm not going to sit there, pull out my phone, uh, and go do it. And I think that's where things like Time Camp could come in handy, where it's something I can have either for myself or my team and have it running already in the background, have it tracking uh, and that's where I think the power is, but it definitely depends on what you're doing. So like for my team, I would not get them uh, time Mueller tracking, but I would get them on uh, time camp if they needed that for tracking projects and stuff. Yeah, because I think time camp and all the other tools like that 
are more for bigger teams and for people who actually work in the office. It's actually good for free freelancers as myself because I use it on a daily basis, but uh, still such tools are better for bigger teams. So, Definitely. yeah. So what other tools do you use? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, yeah. Being into productivity, I love testing things out. Uh, so as far as like what my core uh, tools are uh, right now, I'm using Todoist. Um, and I use that as my kind of input because it's so fast to input tasks on my phone. And so I, obviously I usually have my phone with me so I can just tap that one tap. I can add a task in there. I love that. Um, and then I move things into Monday uh, is what I'm using right now for project management. It used to be called Depulse. Uh, but that's pretty fantastic for managing. I've got a small team I, I manage in there. Uh, let's see, Slack would be the other one for the larger teams as the, in different businesses. Uh, and then a handful of other apps. But uh, usually testing things, uh, I'll try things out for, you know, 30 to 90 days. And then sometimes they stick and sometimes they don't. And um, a lot of it is just uh, really dependent again on either myself or the person I'm recommending it for, which is why it's tough to, you know, people are like, which app do you not like? And it's like, well, it's not really fair. You know, it's, it's generally cause it's not a, a good fit, not that it's bad or anything like that. Yeah. True that. So what system do you use for getting things done beside all these apps and, um, and the productivity? Do you have something specific? Like for example, uh, David Allen was also uh, a guest on this podcast and he has that getting things done philosophy. What do you think about something like that? Or do you think we should just be flexible and kind of go with the flow in our life when it comes to productivity? Definitely. I think that uh, everyone should uh, build their own uh, framework. And for me, it's called the foundation. Um, like I've kind of mentioned, everyone should have a foundation. And I really believe in that. And the core of that is to me, the daily review. And I think, you know, again, you can incorporate ideas uh, from getting things done from a bunch of these different uh, methods that people have come up with. And over time, you know, you've got to find what works for you. Maybe following exactly what David Allen says isn't a great fit for you. Maybe it is. I know it works for a lot of people. Um, if I sat down and said, hey, everybody, or, you know, maybe just, hey, Kate, here's my system. You should use it. And you could, but it probably wouldn't fit. Maybe 80% of it would. And then over time, you change some of it. Um, so for me, the daily review is a big part of that. Uh, gathering in all the information, certainly something from getting things done, you know, looking through Evernote, looking through uh, my sticky notes I have on my desk and gathering all of this information together and then really uh, prioritizing, batching uh, and looking at things in the importance versus kind of urgent areas and then getting things uh, moving forward and incorporating a little bit from Cal Newport and saying, you know what, deep work is really important. I have to make time blocks. And again, I, uh, for anyone who's listening to this, whether you're, you have a job, whether you've got a side hustle or you're an entrepreneur, you can make time for these deep work blocks. And not all of us are like Cal, we can't form maybe six hours at a time, but you know, maybe you can only get 20 minutes right now of uninterrupted work. But if you worked or you talked to the people around you or you did you know, whatever it is you need to do, you could extend that to 30 minutes. And that may not seem like a lot, but you know, over time, that uninterrupted work just adds up over time again and again and again. Yeah, that's true. Let's go back to that foundation you were talking about. I think it's a great um, methodology in itself. Do you think you could elaborate on that? Um, on how that can help us in life to achieve the goals we want, for example, to develop the business, to 
become a better cook, to become just productive, you know, how does it actually work? Definitely. I think, you know, in terms of productivity, it's easiest to explain and, and having uh, a foundation, and in my case, the foundation, is just saying that, you know, you really need these things in place in order to grow something on top of it. Like, again, the foundation of everyone probably thinks of a house or a building and you want to have a really strong foundation because at that point, it doesn't matter what you want to do. You can build on top of that. And I feel really strongly about the same thing. You know, it's not enough anymore, I believe, to say, okay, well, I am, am effective at time management or I am productive. Um, that doesn't work. And it's also not leveraging where we're at. You know, it's 2019 when we're recording this podcast and saying, well, it's never been um, easier to reach out and work with other people. So why aren't you incorporating team building? And if you truly want to build a business at some point, you're going to have to have a team, whether it's just one other person or it's a hundred people, those are skill sets that you need to have. And, and it doesn't have to be complicated for a lot of people. It's just making that first hire. How do I do this? How do I do it effectively? How do I make sure I get a good person? Uh, things like that. And then of course there's time management, which, uh, you know, we spent time already talking about, but I think that that's a core of the foundation is managing your own time and understanding how to do that so that then you can uh, better make use of your time as well as work with building a team. But then another one to me, and the last part of this is automation. Uh, and I, you know, there's so much we can do and it's changing every day, but just understanding the basics again, you don't have to go super deep into any of these using tools like IFTTT or Zapier or Integromat, these don't take any more, uh, you know, you don't have to be a programmer or a rocket scientist to figure these out. These are really plug and play. And you can put together these cool automations that save you five minutes here, 10 minutes here. And on top of that time, it's that mental overhead of like, oh, I've got to go do this little task or I copy this, paste it into that folder, do this, do that. But you can now use these automated tools to do all of this for you. And it, it's amazing how much time and effort it can save you over, say, the course of a year for for an example, I uh, recorded a video two days ago where uh, I create a automation in Zapier. All I have to do is go into my Gmail, and I want to get in and out of my email as fast as possible. I'm prone to getting sucked into you know, reading too much, and then I follow a chain of emails, and 10 minutes later, I realize I don't know what I'm doing. So I go in, and if I see something that is not immediately actionable, but I it's really important. I click the star button in Gmail and then the automation gets set or has been set up. So it automatically goes into Todoist. It's got who it's from. It's got a link to the email so I can click and go back to it. And then it tells me, Hey, you know, schedule something like this. So I figured if, you know, let's say I spent two minutes extra in Gmail every time I did this and I did this three or four times a day uh, without trying to do the math in my head, because I remember what it was that ends up being something like 25 hours a year, which is just Crazy. crazy. And so by spending the 15 minutes setting this up, boom, taken care of. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Automation is actually amazing. Everybody yes. should do that. I have a question concerning books. What oh, books yeah, do you right. read? I love to talk about books. So you have oh to my tell gosh. me what books you read. Okay. There's so, oh man, there's so many good ones. Maybe, um, maybe there is a book that you've read and that has impacted you so much that you just can't stop thinking about Definitely. And you know, this is good. I, I was somewhat, or I thought I was prepared for this because this is something I ask people on my podcast and I love asking them about what they've been reading. I'm going to go in the middle between what I consider productivity and uh, business and say that Traction, a book by Gino Wickman has had the biggest impact over the past year on my businesses. Um, we've certainly had processes and, and, in place for planning, but reading that book, getting the buy-in from the team and then going and putting it in place now for just over a year, uh, has really helped us. It's cut down time we've spent in meetings. 
uh, and really helped us focus on our goals and what our mission is as a business. And so that's been invaluable. I highly recommend that. Okay. Any other books? Um, I will include a couple in the, uh, I'll send you over an email and we'll include those in the show notes if you can. All right. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Adam, I have the last question to you, uh, which kind of should sum up the entire episode. How do you stay on top of your work? Maybe do you have some final tips for the audience? Yeah, oh, definitely, Kate. Um, you know, I think that Uh, looking at whether you believe what I said about the foundation, um, it's really finding out what gets you the results you want. And I think that we all do a good job of either saying, here's my goals, like either whether they're lofty and ambitious or they're right in front of me, we all think forward of this is what I want to do. Uh, and then we're also good at saying, okay, well, these are little tasks I'm going to do today. But a lot of times we don't come back and say, hey, what actually worked? Did I hit my goal? And if I did, what got me there? And if I didn't, what prevented me from doing that? And so this could be as little as 30 minutes, but I highly suggest that everyone just sticks it in their calendar at some point and, you know, write it down. Uh, just ask yourself those questions. What worked well for me? What didn't? What got me those results? And how can I get more of them? Uh, and I guarantee if you do this regularly, it'll be uh, transformative. It's a great piece of advice, actually. And I haven't heard it from anybody Uh, who was on the show, I think. And it's really oh, great. All right. <laughs> you heard it straight from Kate. So. <laughs> okay, Adam, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, not much. I'd just like to tell everyone, um, if you would like, you can head over to productivity.academy slash time camp special. Um, you can get access to my live productivity Q&A, which I do every week. Uh, I've also got a free best productivity apps cheat sheet. Uh, a free time-saving pre-hire checklist and a special invitation for anyone who wants to join the 14-day Productivity Foundation Challenge. Okay. And I will include all the links and the list of books from you uh, in the description of the show. So everybody make sure to check it out. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you, Adam, for being here, for joining me here. It was a pleasure and an honor to talk to you. Thank you so much. Definitely. Thanks for listening, everyone. This podcast was brought to you by Tenkan. You can listen to it on iTunes and SoundCloud. Subscribe to get more content and always stay on top of your work.